Welcome, everybody in the world, to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call Planet Earth. I'm your dad, Michael Dupree. Welcome back. It is June 8th at the time of the release of this episode, and we are three months in to the quarantine baby (laughs) we made it we made it everyone when we first when we first started the quarantine everyone was like there's no way we're gonna make it that long that would be too awesome if we were just able to sit inside and do nothing and not go to jobs or collect money or or live normal social lives or work towards the careers and the activities and the uh, shows that we've been working on. It would be awesome if we just could not do that for a while. And guess what, guys? We're going three months strong. We're still going, kicking it into high gear. Josh Gad is behind me in my Zoom virtual background. He is, he is keeping a watchful, protecting eye over me, keeping me safe with his eternal gaze. And we have a great show for you today. <laughs> oh, I'm talking like this today. If you've never listened to the Michael Free Variety Hour before, I don't know if this is going to be the episode to, <laughs> to hook you in. This is not necessarily going to be an indicator of what it is, but it is the world's only, well, hold on. It's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers, and more, except half of those we don't ever have on. Uh, so don't listen to that list. And... Uh, we, it's also the world's only mandatory podcast. Uh, guys, it's been a while since we've done one of these. I think it's been over a year since we've done one of these because today is another chill chat episode, baby. Chill chat is where we just kind of keep it real, keep it low, keep it fresh. And we don't have any characters on the show, any wacky goofballs. We don't have any artists. We don't have any... Uh, artists, directors, writers, sculptors. Raymond is breathing very heavily into his microphone. <laughs> uh, I was doing a magic trick. Chill Chat is where we just have a friend on the show, baby. We just got a buddy on the show. But today is the first time that we're ever having two buddies on the show uh, for Chill Chat, baby. Because <laughs> oh, today, oh and both of these people are... Uh, I would say Chill Chat alumni. They've each had their own Chill Chat episode. Uh, and they've also, they are all, I mean, they're basically the third hosts of the show. <laughs> the, the second and third hosts of the show. Uh, they've been on it so often. Uh, they've, been, they've been with the Michael Dupree Variety Hour since the beginning. They've been with the Michael Dupree since the very beginning. <laughs> Because they are my brother and sister, Ray and Lauren Dupree. Hi. Ha- holler if you hear me. Let Great. me hear you say, hey there, child. Great. 
This could be a good episode. <laughs> so, you know, for Chill Chat, we, we just talk about life. We just talk about what's going on. And, you know, we, 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 we have a little discussion, you know, about, uh, you know, thought experiments, life. Uh, what's going on in the world, you know? What's scaring you? So how, how are spiders. So, so let's, Lauren, you are freaking pregnant as hell. I'm pregnant. Right, right well, at June 8th, June 8th, June 8th, let me do. It is the date. It is the date. Um, I'll be like a day, sh- I am a day shy of 27 weeks at this point. 27 Damn. weeks swagnet. Wow. Uh-huh. And so how far, so that, that puts you at uh, a little over six months, just a little. Yeah, so about three months away from that due date. Yeah, because my due date is September 8th, actually, so it's exactly three months. Well, I, why did I think it was in August, late August? I feel like I'm, I, I keep saying that I feel like I'm going to have them in late August, so mm-hmm. that's why you probably think that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because I mean I was a little early. If you have that baby on my my wedding anniversary of September twentieth. Oh my gosh! I'm shoving them back up there. Oh my gosh! I hope I don't go that late. I'm like, what? I mean, I was so worried that I was gonna go late anyways, but Raymond and Claire had to unfortunately postpone their wedding, because um, of this dang pandemic, which gives me like, okay, if he does come late now, it's not that terrible, but I unless he comes in, unless he comes in April, 2020. Okay. Yeah. Then he's just trying to hang out. Yeah. uh, He's going to come out walking as as the the flower boy. There you go. Jesus. But the rain bear roar. Yeah. I, uh, so we'll see. I mean, I'm okay with going a little bit over if he needs it, but, uh, yeah, I don't, hopefully won't be going to September And Raymond, what what have you been up to this quarantine? You're not pregnant. You 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 Uh, did have to postpone your wedding. I did have to postpone my wedding. (laughs) Uh, I've been um just doing stuff around my house. I like when I moved in. uh, My house was kind of manicured, like landscape wise. Like they just kind of did the basic stuff to sell the house. Mm -hmm. Um, and over the course of the like what two years almost two years i've been here now um uh i've kind of just been gaining tools to (laughs) like not going out of my way to buy a bunch of stuff but like finding stuff that i can grab so i got like hedge clippers and stuff and i've just been beautifying my my house and uh yeah that's a good thing to do during quarantine is just yeah that was basically your environment because you get to be there for a while yeah so uh, I plan on getting the uh, rototiller that our grandpa passed down to, or gave mm-hmm. to me, or whatever. Um, and uh, and doing my gardens this week, getting them all planted and stuff. Other than that, I've been very frustratingly deal with dealing with work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which my yeah, boss has been recently. Yeah, uh, my boss has been very, uh, very, almost like desperate um and uh, are you afraid trying, to be like talking crap about your boss on a on a mandatory gonna, podcast uh no but you know 
they they they're they're pushing us a little too hard. But anyways, uh, <laughs> just been dealing with that. But but you know, I'm making the best out of it. You know, can't that kind of stuff can't can't break me down because there's always I'm always the kind of person that will land on my feet and make make something better. You know, and you so, so you and you've been a homeowner for two years now, yeah. Uh, a yeah, years? a little under. Uh, I closed uh, November first, yeah. two thousand um, eighteen. What was it? Eighteen? Yeah. yeah. Um, how has it? How has so, it been being a first-time homeowner? Awesome. I mean, some people who are first-time homeowners go into houses and they might seem awesome, and then they have a lot of issues. Um, and this house has issues. It's some, you know, like not like, like you're. It's not like needs to be fixed now. Now, you know, mm-hmm. like there's some electrical stuff that needs to be redone and just organized better basically okay um and then uh but it's awesome i mean i dealt with landlords uh since i moved out around 23 i think or 22 um and i've had a mixed bag of like uh you know uh good and bad experiences with roommates and landlords and stuff like that so um certainly not the worst experiences some people have had nightmare experiences like lauren um and uh but um no it's i don't know i highly recommend it i mean you don't like yeah you sell the bank to pay and stuff so they're technically your landlord or whatever but they're not really your landlord they're though. not they're like yeah your, they're not in your they're shit they're you lord they own you not your yeah they own you. well they do own uh, yeah, but you you know like they're not gonna come they're not like, gonna come mow your lawn at three in the morning in the alley right yeah or like you know come in at 6 a.m. and start working on a bathroom basement you know like they've outsourced the landlord job to you yes which is fine because i (laughs) prefer being my own boss you know like if i don't want to mow the lawn it's a little long you know i don't want to mow the lawn we know right (laughs) save it we know uh, oh man uh but yeah it's been you know it's been weird uh not being able to be around you guys yeah for these you know Uh, a lot of people talk about our how close we are as siblings is kind of weird (laughs) we just get along so well the only other group of siblings that i know that is as close as us are the the shea sisters yeah i was gonna say the brantons the brand yeah but like because there's um i like i know that the that the shea sisters have like like twin brothers too but the three girls courtney mm-hmm. Allie, and caitlin they are mm-hmm. all like very close to each other like we are and that's like mm-hmm. the only other like you know sure i mean i'm sure there's gonna be people listening that are like i love my brother i love my brother but uh but the point is like you know like you know lauren and i we, we wrote our show earlier this year oh i miss it so much and and that was awesome and just like you know we would get together for the michael the free variety hour podcast recordings like i would have one of you guys on like i feel like every other week uh it was like a rotating <laughs> you know it was like well, okay coming up on a year that we first did um the apples and oranges like at the detroit colony Women's fest. festival yeah. and then yeah and then the us winning colony fest is coming up like, yeah that was awesome oh my so, god um but yeah it's 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 been kind of wild and it's just also wild to think that i don't really know when we'll be able to kind of reunite as a yeah. cohesive force. 
right. for a long period. Of time. I, I don't know. I know that uh, you know. I've been. I did the streams and stuff with Darren. You know, mm-hmm. part of the part of the uh, yeah. Ray's entered kind of into the Planet team. Ant canon lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like that's another thing. I, I guess I've been doing is playing a lot of video games with uh, you know Darren, uh, Darren Shelton, Nick Vladimir. Your uh, your inclusion in into the Planet Ant canon is kind of it's like. It's a it's slap like, in the face to Michael and I. No, 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 no. It's like, it's like, <laughs> oh, did you know that Waluigi has a brother? It's like, what? It's like, oh, yeah, if you read that, like, weird Nintendo Power magazine from, like, 1987, you find out. It's like, yeah, you know, right, Lauren and Michael have a brother? What do you mean? How do you know that? Oh, well, if you find Darren Shelton's gaming stream, <laughs> you know, you can find out that there's actually a third Dupree. <laughs> yeah, there's a there was a couple times during the stream uh, when we were playing Call of Duty uh, when they're like, "Wait, there's a third Dupree." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that exact. Like, how the how how am I finding out that now? They're just gonna like, keep finding it this way. They keep multiplying. People were commenting yeah, yeah. on it, saying, "There's a third Dupree." Yeah, there's another Dupree. Oh my god! How and then Darren's like, "Yep, this is the other 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 Dupree." How funny! Well, it's just like they keep coming, right? Like I I came yeah. to Planet Ant, and it's like, oh god, this guy, and then uh-huh. Lauren comes, Literally, and it's like yeah. this is even worse. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then it's like okay we've had enough and then uh the, the dupree's got so big of a head they added an older brother to the man <laughs> and they we uh you know that horse was already basically dead and beaten but then someone came in and brought in battle axe you know well, so. now i'm pregnant so i'm bringing another one next. oh god <laughs> well yeah. he, he's gonna be a travis he's a Travis, but he's a dupree just as much <laughs> yeah. yeah but fair enough uh yeah i, I think after all this is said and done. Um, I think I might take a class or two there at Planet Ant. Um, you should. Yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. I'm definitely interested in sketch writing. Um, like I, you told you guys, you know, I'm really interested in sketch writing and doing voice acting. Yeah. Um, and I think I will dabble in improv for sure. You know, just to kind of like break okay. through fears and stuff it like that, and cha- challenge yeah. myself. The fact that it scares you so much to do it is what makes me think that you should do it. Yeah. I doesn't like, like. I'm not like shitting my pants. That's when I do. I'm not like, shitting my. <laughs> I'm like not shitting my pants or like you know like, you know, I. It's a lot kind. Of, it's like a similar fear to public speaking, but for like public speaking, I've done it uh, like, I don't know, a handful of times. Yeah. Like you know, in front of class, like a like a kind of like a classroom or like a, like a town hall, not town hall type of thing, but like you know the organizations i used to be a part of like and i would do it in front of like crowds of like hundreds and at protests and stuff and i didn't it didn't have any problem doing it back then it was like a little scared but like some reason improv seems so intimidating and uh, well, i think like, it would be good I to tell tackle people, it i tell people all the time that if i would have been introduced to it much younger that like my confidence growing up would have been a thousand times different because yeah. the moment i started doing improv and i realized like oh everyone it can be such a weirdo and it it like really just it teaches you so much about yourself and like your decision making skills like especially when i did the 25 hour improvathon which was insane um but you learn a lot about yourself when you when you put yourself completely into a different person like that's why like when i became blake blunders and you just like immerse yourself into that character like i would have never had the ability to ever do that 
before, you know, even just doing my first ever improv thing on the Michael Debris variety hour when I did uh, Beatrice Montgomery. Yeah. Um, it just completely like the, when you open yourself up to like a, to creating a, a thing completely off the top of your head and you're able to do it and make a whole like room of people laugh. Uh, it definitely gives you some confidence <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. And oh, also sure. you improvise in front of, I mean, not in front of, but for uh, quite a, you know, a lot, I don't say a lot of people, but a good amount of people every time you come on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but it's different. Like where, I don't know, I don't have so many eyes watching me, so it's a lot easier to get in the character, you know, without like a lot of pressure. Like I'm around you and then like maybe a band and mm-hmm. like part of the, part of what is so fun about MBVH is playing off the band and just just trying to make them like they're the audience i'm just trying to make them laugh you know um and usually if they're laughing i imagine the audience is going to be laughing too so um, that's what drives me in a scene anyway is laughter i mean that's why when michael or you is in the audience watching me i do i have amazing sets because that laughter even if i said the stupidest thing ever it just keeps me going and i'm able to say you know funnier and or just you know the things that carry the story on um like when i did caligaris the first ever time during my student showcase um and i didn't even know his last name i just knew that he was going to be a garbage lawyer and that his first name (laughs) was going to start with a c that's all i knew and then i um walked down and I said Caligaris garbage lawyer and the entire audience went fucking berserk (laughs) and then I've written a short a short uh film about him or I guess like it's like a short just a short movie and then yeah for uh for my like my capstone project well not my capstone project it was my uh like my big project for my screenwriting class my last semester oh it's like a 20 minute long screenplay uh, yeah, it's about 20 minutes. I actually ended up making the green list uh, at Wayne State for it. A few of, there was, there was about 15 to like 18 people in the class and five of us um, made Which the, the green list. list. The green list is just that the professor rolled it up in a dewey and, and smoked the yeah. Smoked it. Uh, it felt so good after like, like that, after smoking a joint, after watch, after listening to our screenplays. Um, but yeah, there were only five of us from the class that, made it on i mean there was a lot of people um from the media arts department on that i think it's media arts and film department um on this list but the five of us from the class made it um and it was really cool and you um, finally grad and you gra- not finally but you graduated from uh from from college this year yeah yep Which, um oh yeah exciting. yeah i had some i had some serious uh bad run-ins during my my time at wayne stage just a lot of different things and uh I'm definitely happy to have. There's no fault of Wayne State's, really. No, I mean, no, no, no. It was nothing. It was honestly nothing to do with Wayne State. It was a lot of personal things. Honestly, like I think the only time I ever really got hashtag Wayne Stated was. We've um, all had at least one story. I honestly, I think it was just. Um, I honestly don't even really remember it, but I just remember kind of being like, "Oh, I guess that's what it is." Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> What's. But, I mean, it's. I work. It, it, I work can, at Wayne State all the time, so it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it can apply to any school you go to. It's just so it's like, like when, oh, I just got U of M or something like that. Yeah, like. But, it's just like the, I mean, it's just the idea of like the. It, it usually just comes down to like the administration, like yeah, 
biffing okay. something with your your financial aid or yeah or oh like yeah that. That, I mean that happened with Schoolcraft where uh, yeah. I they said oh like when I was going to school I had like one semester I did awesome the second semester I did really poorly because I was an idiot um, and uh, and I ended up having to pay all of that semester but it was originally going to be paid with a grant um and it only ended up being like eight hundred dollars which is not a lot now but back no. then i was like that's my savings account you fucking assholes yeah. <laughs> you know right um yeah. you know now eight hundred dollars goes out in my yeah first week of you know bills or whatever at least you know actually it's like more like twelve hundred twelve hundred yeah. something but uh um, but yeah, that's, I guess, going back to the Caligaris, I guess that's how far like a tiny little thing from improv can go. And he ended up being in hamburger tuna too. So it's like you yeah. have a stupid idea that's right off the top of your head. And then you end up having all of these different projects and things and all of these different things that you can do with just. Well, Ray, Ray has come up with so much of the Michael Dupree variety hour rogues gallery. Well, Raymond, <laughs> oh, yeah. Raymond. Ray Raymond he, was, and, he was behind hamburger tuna. Yeah, he's he, so he, the one who invented the phrase hamburger tuna. Yeah, he's the one that, <laughs> that wrote the 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 uh, the sketch with uh, Gorgeous Gary and um, Mercy Malone. Who yeah, were, he came up with yeah. Gorgeous Gary. Raymond uh, wrote the original Gorgeous Gary sketch. Uh, are you kidding me? He, I mean, Ray helped me co-write the original, the very first thing, sketch ever on Michael. The, the very first thing Michael the art ever was. Yeah. that damn duck. That damn duck, yep. Um, yep. So you you wow. definitely have the chops. You just got to get the the nerve. Oh, yeah. and that's why I like I like I like uh, that's from like the show uh, working with MDVH, working on MDVH and stuff like that has really shown how much I really like writing. You know, I've, we have always wrote, written stuff like that. We, all three of us have, you know, yeah, are, you know, good with English and stuff like that and creative writing. Um, but uh you know like it's just fun to it's really just fun to come up with characters like you know yep. uh you know when mbvh first came out we came up with a whole like litany of characters you know that oh, we don't yeah. use to anymore like you know gorgeous carrie's still around uh, but he's kind of evolved in this you've like i i set like the groundwork at the first except he was just like a like a uh, Liberace with Snaggle Plus's voice, and uh, and you've made him like way bigger than like I have, you know. I imagine you took that, but uh, um, you know. But now we use like like once it became a podcast and uh, and left Wayne State and stuff like that, you know, just came up with even more fucking characters, yeah. and it's just it's just fun. It's fun to come up with characters. It's come up to it's fun to come up with voices that go with those characters and stuff. And well, that's why um, I think we love the sketch writing classes because I mean the two the two first sketch shows that I were in, Let's Go to Trash Island, Toys for Toxic, those were from you know the sketch writing program at, at Planet Ant, and yeah. those I mean Al Alex Raskovich he he completely you know showed the world that he his writing can just soar because after like after he was done with the sketch writing uh program he ended up you know writing two other shows that i was actually in and yeah, i really like blasio temple blasio oh, temple. temple was the i mean that show was the funnest i i absolutely love 
working with uh, Alex and Mike, uh, Mike McGettigan being the director of those shows. Wait, I mean, you said two I, other shows. What was Blasio Temple and, and what? There were two. There were two Blasio Temples. Oh, right. It was, I, yeah. I got, because I, I, I think of them as like, the second one is like an expanded version of the first. It, there were, there was the one that we did. Yeah, at, there was some Passport for the it. Arts, and that was just the one-time show, and then it ended up, ended up getting picked up and extended to uh, a three-weekend show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought that was really well done. I thought the writing, the concept was really well done on that. Like, yeah. uh, like Alex played Blasio Temple, who, Perfect. like, made this TV show, and he like, literally lives in it, you know? Like, I think that was really, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, his and, um, writing, I've never seen anyone write like him. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying that's is that that's what can come from, that, like, that's what can come from the sketch, the sketch writing thing, you know, like, so many different opportunities for a lot of different people, you know? Um, so, <clears throat> speaking of fun things, uh, HBO Max has recently gone live. Yeah, what Dude. <laughs> I'm not going to what that is. What is it? It's basically okay. HBO's new streaming platform. Yeah, it's so it's HBO now, but it merged with uh, Warner Brothers Media. Um, okay. So it's like a bunch of Warner Brothers Media stuff, um, like uh, uh, DC Comics Universe, uh, Extended oh, wow. universe, Cinematic Universe is on there. They've all um, like they've got like Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. Yeah, Adult Swim. Uh, um, they have Studio Ghibli, which is like, mm-hmm. dude. All the Ghibli collection movies, uh, which, like, if you're not familiar with Studio Ghibli, they did Spirited Away, uh, Howl's Moving Castle, The Wind Rises, My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, dude, it's, like, some of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Just magical, magical, magical movies. Um, And they also have a select, like, probably, like, 20 shows that I've never, some of them I've never heard of from Crunchyroll, which is an anime service, streaming service. They have, like, a collection. It's not the whole Crunchyroll service, though. Um, they also have a ton of Turner Classic movies. Yes. Like, yes. all the Charlie Chaplin movies. They have, <gasps> like, Bonnie every Clyde. single one. They've the got, original Bonnie like, Clyde. Like, so many classics that you couldn't get Oh, the get original Bonnie else. and Clyde, too. That's awesome. It's yeah. funny. I, I recently rented the Judy Garland Star is Born, like, a week ago. Twice I saw that out there. I was like, holy shit, a Star is Born miss, is out here? I missed the last, because we ran out of... We, Emily and I started watching it. It's a three-hour movie, so she fell asleep, and so we were finishing watching it the next day, and we were two minutes before the end of the ep- before the end of it. Like, like her, she was about to say her last line, and the the rental ended. So I re-rented it so I could see her just say one more line. One line. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, it's this is a three-hour-long movie. I'm not gonna get not get the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So, That's but then I now HBO Max has has that. Is but, it affordable? Uh, what I I don't know I have raised login. <laughs> oh well, then I'm gonna steal it too. <laughs> you can have dude, my Disney Plus login. Do you have a Disney Plus login? Yeah, I have Disney Plus. Okay. You know what's wild, dude? Is something I never realized in those old movies. Like Hollywood came up with that accent, the transatlantic accent. I had no idea. I thought they were just like British people or like British actors. Some of them were British actors who came over and like kind of took like somewhat of a like a new englander like victorian type of style but no hollywood basically took all of the america's cool accents synthesized them and made like a uh like a took like the i forget what british accent it's like the nobility you know what i'm saying not not the, the working class accents or anything like that but um and that's like the what's her name um audrey hepburn 
you know, like her, her like signature, like, uh, idiolect, you know, is that was invented by Hollywood in the twenties and thirties. And I thought that was fascinating, dude. It was fascinating that they came up with their own accent. And like, that's why all those old movies, um, like they talk like you've never heard, like they didn't talk like people in real life that people like in real life didn't talk so much different from what contemporary That's English what is I now. Yeah. You know, so like it, you know, you would, you know, you would, uh, um, Cary Grant, you know, he had, he did his own, like in this one movie he was with, I think Catherine Hepburn, he did his own. It was, I think Hepburn and the guy who was in, um, um, it's a wonderful life. I can't remember his name. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Um, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Uh, he, Cary Grant, who's an English actor, did his own transatlantic accent. And it was like this uh, accent expert that I was watching on YouTube was like, it's really fucking good. Um, and then even Jimmy Stewart did his own version in a movie um, in the 50s, I think. Um, it was a colored picture. Uh, and... Uh, and it was like a weird transatlantic, like Jimmy Jimmy Stewart doing an impression of Catherine Hepburn. It was so <laughs> interesting, dude. Uh, okay. um, you, I, I think it's on T's Turner Classic Movies, so it, uh, it's probably worth watching. This, yeah. The first movie I watched on HBO Max, uh, and you'd think of like they have all the Lord of the Rings on there. They've got, uh, you know, all they have. They have, they have everything. Every classic movie in the world. You guys the first, know I'm a big movie buff. Why didn't you tell me about this earlier? Rude. Because I pee my pants. A, I mean, it's advertised everywhere. So I figured. Um, and uh, so the first movie I watched was this 1992 movie with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn called House Sitter. And it's directed by Frank Oz. Um, what did Frank Oz do again? He's... Uh, the second guy who he's like Jim Henson's second hand man. Like he's Oh really? He's like Fozzie Bear and Yoda and Oh uh, What? Oh that's yeah. really he, weird. He hasn't directed a ton of movies, but that was what this one uh Steve Martin Goldie Hawn movie from nineteen ninety two. And it's like not it's it's like fine. It's like a it's like kinda like it's like a six out of ten. Uh rated on Letterboxd. like a three out of five. Um, and it's like I don't know why that was the first movie I watched, but it was kind of like a, a cute little like hidden gem. Like I feel like uh, nobody's probably heard of really. Right. Um, but like I don't know, Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn are just both so incredibly charming. I love yeah. them so. I've I've seen Steve Martin live, and it was one of the best live shows I've ever been to. Period. Him and Martin Short are. They put on such a wonderful show, truly. But uh, the thing I really want to talk about with HBO Max is, and I haven't watched the whole series yet. I've only watched the first episode and some of the like the, the shorts here and there. But the new freaking Looney Tunes show. Oh. They have a new Looney Tunes show yeah. on the HBO Max. And, you know, they, the Looney Tunes, the history of the Looney Tunes is you know they've been being made back since like like 1930 i think like something around there um and you know they were all like movie theater shows and they were all like you know like they don't get like 
they get played in like before movies, you know, and, you know, but when the sixties came around they started doing the kind of like limited animation stuff. And eventually like by the end of the sixties, they weren't making TV, TV shows with them anymore. And throughout the decades, you know, they would do like the little movies here. Maybe they'd have like a TV show here and there that usually just ended up being, uh, you know, re, you know, rehashing those old like theatrical shorts um, which is what we all grew up on, the Bugs Bunny show and stuff like that, and the, the Bugs and Tweety show and stuff like that. Um, but then, and obviously like Space Jam and, and some of those movies and stuff too. But then, you know, the, the, lately in the last like decades or so, they've made like this Looney Tunes show that's like a sitcom kind of thing. It's like all the Looney Tunes like live in this universe and uh, like they're hanging out and they're just like, yeah, whatever, you know, doing their thing. And I have, I've watched a little bit of it. It's not really my thing, but it seems fine. And that was on Cartoon Network. But this new show, mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes cartoons, is a return to form for those old, like, things we grew up with. Like the, car- wow. like the, the theatrical shorts. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's got, it's, it, the first episode, like, filled me with so much nostalgia. And it, uh-huh. it, it, it's, they do the thing that the old cartoons did. Because if you go back and watch those, you know, you have, like, uh, Tex Avery and Chuck Jones and all these guys yeah. who different artists who did their own takes on it. So you'll have like bugs being kind of like goofy and like, you know, sly and like cocky and like, uh, you know, I don't know, like totally wacky in one. And then another one, maybe he's a little bit more straight man or, you know, like, you know, you know, bug like Daffy Duck like evolved throughout the years. Like he was super goofy and one, and, and like he was Daffy in the beginning, and then became more straight laced. You know, depending on what artist was interpreting him. So right. that's this new one is doing that. They have like multiple artists like collaborating and like doing these different shorts. That's so cool. And it's they it, it's done di- the animation is done digitally, but it looks like hand drawn. The way it's because they do the hand, you know, you now you can like do hand drawn digital animation, right? Uh, whereas like a lot of like they've done like shorts in the past where it's like total like flash animation and it looks awful, um, but this is like it it looks beautiful and it it, it it's just it, it's just the Looney Tunes, like That's so cool. <laughs> it, it's back. That's to awesome. I'll to watch it, was. it. And every episode is only ten minutes long, so it's oh, basically wow. oh. two shorts. Sandwich, and then, then there's like kind of like a uh, like a thirty second like little like bit in between. Like you remember how like like cartoon cartoon or whatever they yep. used to be like these little like interstitial like moments, um, like super short moments. Like yeah. the first uh-huh. one was like Marvin Martian like landing on like a the, like a planet and being like I killed this planet in the name of yeah. Mars and like trying to like stick his flagpole in it and then it deflates and he goes flying. Um, yeah, it's like that that kind of quick thing. But the first episode w- was a, a Bugs and or a, a Daffy and Porky short, um, and then it Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam short. Oh um, my goodness! And it, man, I was smiling the whole way through. It's I'm so you have to. Yeah. And they're only ten minutes long, so it's like there's and they, dude. Okay, so they've only released 10 episodes so far of 10, 10 minute long episodes, but they commissioned a thousand episodes. I'm pretty sure that's the number. Wow. Holy crap. 
Okay, it's either a thousand episodes or a thousand minutes of episodes. Um, oh. Cartoons, cartoons. Um, yeah, okay, a, a thousand minutes spread across one to six minute shorts. Okay, but still, a thousand minutes of one to six minute shorts, that is a lot of episodes. Um, right. So, I'm, I can't tell you. I, I'm, okay, I'm a very big fan of like animation and cartoons and the Muppets and, and stuff like that. So anytime stuff like that gets a lot of love. Yeah. So that's what I want. That's all I wanted to say is I, and everyone listening, I strongly recommend you go watch the Looney Tunes cartoons show on, uh, on HBO Max. Sounds good. Um, so Lauren, you texted me before I woke up today. Yeah. And you, you said, consider this. So consider Sorry. something. I said something to Raymond too, but it was different. And so we, you know, we'll do this. We'll, we'll throw ideas around at each other mm-hmm. uh, every now and again. And uh, the, I said, you said, consider something. And I said, sure. Okay. I said, you came back and said, well, what did you say? I said, hot dogs with jobs. Yes. And um, that is the fa- my favorite thing I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Right. Because there's a lot to consider there. Lots. A hot oh. dog with a job. Yeah, I mean, I said that, you know, and like they're, they're super good, but they're, they're, they're networking too. I thought uh, that sounds wonderful. The one that she sent me this morning was, uh, consider this, uh, e- slip and slide parties for corgis. Um, and the boys were speedos. I do like that idea a lot. Yeah, I have some good ideas this pretty, morning. Pretty good ideas. I had to say it. Um, but I, I do want to get back to the hot dogs with jobs. <laughs> uh, so hot dogs with jobs. Okay, like. They got jobs. Can you imagine, can you imagine like a whole like uh, marketing room, market, marketing team meeting, you know, like and it's just all hot dogs and they're like, we really got to sell this new, this new product. It's, yeah. uh, um what's the product um i mean like what do what would hot dog in a hot dog world but hot dog jobs jobs relish, that hot dogs relish wigs yeah relish wigs but like that's not for is that for them you know like what would like hot dogs are you, you trying know? to say like, that they're wearing it for like you yeah i think they're i think wow. the relish is for us wow yeah. okay but so they wouldn't wear that in their world they wouldn't wear wow. relish no wow Michael, you have no room to talk. You're forgetting a huge, huge, huge factor in our conversation. Michael and I were having a good conversation, and then Michael decided to be a little insensitive about hot dogs, sexuality, and their choices and preferences. Oh, well, that's not surprising. Michael's famously intolerable to, to anything and everything. Okay, let's let me just break this down for you guys. Let's break it down. All right, so... Lauren said the the florists help out the wedding plan like hot dog florists help out wed- hot dog wedding planners right right yeah of course and I said well who are hot dogs and Mary hot dogs or what and she said and I quote I mean I'm not going to get political hot dogs can marry whomever they choose a big juicy burger a garlicky shawarma some fried chicken the world is their oyster they can also uh-huh. marry oysters. They can marry whoever they want. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Look, I'm all for gay marriage. Uh-huh. But 
when you talk about two hot dogs, or if you talk about a hot dog, marrying something other than a hot dog. No, no, no. You said, you said, you that you just contradicted yourself because before you, oh, you just oh, yes. said, oh, I'm all for hot dogs marry a female hot dog. Right, but he said marriage should be a, between a male and a lady hot dog. So he was completely against the even the question of hot dogs. Homo hot dog club. What is the point of two male hot dogs getting it on? Are you going to for real go there right now? Love, baby. Love. You know? Who are you to say? Okay, let me let me picture let me lay down this world for you. Okay. Well, you got Josh Gad behind you. You don't really have much room. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Gad, host of Jeopardy. <laughs> oh no. Imagine this world. Hot dogs, all hot dog men and all hot dog women right. start uh-huh. making love and they fall in love with each other. Fast forward 10 years. You're at a barbecue. Someone says, do you want a hamburger or ribs? And you say, I'd like a hot dog. And they look at you and say, what's a hot dog? For you see, hot dogs no longer exist because they no longer reproduce because all the hot dogs are... Oh, so now their life has to go off of you. You just were getting mad at Raymond about that, but now you're getting all mad because you would have no hot dogs. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. have you heard of Italian sausage? Have you heard of Polish sausage? Have you heard of bratwurst? Have you heard of maybe just having a burger or a rib instead of putting hot dogs needs before your own? Okay, what about hamburger and the ribs needs? Well, guess what? They just... You know what? I don't Those know. are all. Uh, they don't have jobs. Stuff for all asexual. Um, they, they don't have jobs. Hamburgers. No, they, don't. they don't have jobs. Could you guys imagine like fine like high cinema in in a uh, hot, hot dog world? Could you imagine like twenty one twenty one uh two thousand one a space odyssey with uh with hot dogs? Like they have like the hot dog, own, the hot dog apes, like <laughs> like around the monolith in the beginning they of the have movie, their own, you know. Like, Oscars ceremony. Uh huh. And Leonardo, the the hot dog, like took forever <laughs> to get his. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> Leonardo, Leonardo, the Oscar Meyer <laughs> didn't get his. <laughs> didn't get his award. And then finally, he gets attacked by a bear. And like, all right. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a hot dog pun for the Revenant. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, he's just a hot dog sitting at a campsite. <laughs> the bear comes up and takes a chop out of him. His son, <laughs> a little the whole movie. That's his son, whole movie. a little smoky, pulls him away <laughs> and heals him. <laughs> and there's he like a bunch of really poorly. And it's like a bunch of really poorly dubbed Native American lions in there. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite Leo D. Oscar Meyer movie is Catch Up If You Can. Is oh! Oh, nice. nice. So uh, I, I asked you guys to put together a, a potential list of thought experiments. Would you rather? It's because this segment, I want to, you know, I want to delve into your little little brains and see how uh-huh. you guys think. And I've got a couple. I know you guys have a couple, uh, or at least one. Um, uh, so I'm going to start with mine, though. Okay. Please do. If you could go back in time, all right, and put your current brain 
in your four-year-old self's body and redo it all, would you do it? There's been that's so like many the, that's like the that butterfly effect. That. Now you can like guarantee the, scene the butterfly effect. Now, now, where like he goes know, back okay, to his, me, his, his like boy, and the, the boy is like, "Listen up, you you jerk, get a job." <laughs> to that old guy or whatever. Now let me let me just put, get this out of the way, so because I feel like this would be my biggest uh, 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 setback is if I did that, if I like went back to my four-year-old self and changed the way I did everything, then it's very likely I wouldn't meet my current, my, my current, my wife, Emily. My current uh, so I'm going to say this, you are guaranteed in this reality to, to, hmm, I don't know, maybe not. No maybe. way, because you could, you would change, that would change everything. That would change the way that you would. Yeah, that's the ultimate sacrifice. You have yeah, to give okay, up yeah, that, that's the caveat. Maybe get all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Double or nothing. So, could you, if you could go back in time and put your current brain in your four-year-old self's body and redo it all, would you do it? Um, okay. If I could, no. I mean, if I could, like, theoretically do it, like, where I could, like, put myself into a simulation and do that, yeah, obviously, but... Uh, well, what would the point of that be? Just that, like, playing a video game. I just feel like that would make like you crazy because then you'd be like, "Oh man, look at my life. I'm a I'm a astronaut now." Um, but then you come out know. of the simulation and and you're not an astronaut anymore. I don't know. I don't think it'd be. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, like as they say, no rigorts. So no rigorts. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I would. Um, you know, like is there certain things that I'd go back and like push myself to do if i could like a guiding voice that'd be cool but like not as a whole like i wouldn't try to manipulate my whole you know i wouldn't try to i'm gonna wait until i'm 86 to do it (laughs) yeah you know what i'm gonna go i'll be i'll be 99 everyone that i love around me is either uh has already excommunicated me to brazil or uh whatever but then that's when i would do it like all right guys Put me back in that four-year-old body, like no, 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 your brain, your brain's done now. Like no, I've been taking Pediasure. Yeah. What about you, Lauren? Um, I mean, it's kind of harder for me to answer this kind of stuff now that like I'm in the. You are with she's child. Sweating. Yeah. She's sweating. Like, I think. Lauren, can you say I'm with child? I'm with child. <laughs> yeah. There we but... go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like there's a lot of different things that I that I would want to change, but I wouldn't want to change meeting Jeff and having our baby like that. Like there would be a lot of different things that I would change. Like I would have started performing more like younger, and I would have. I there's been I you know I wouldn't have been in a certain uh, relationship. And um, it's, even those little decisions, like I would, I would actually redo. I would, I would continue to have done them. You know, learn those. Well, maybe not. Like I don't. Those things, like those, like bad toxic relationships that 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 one has been had or I've had in the past. Like I don't, I wouldn't undo those, right? But it's like I think now, like I am way more into physical fitness now than I ever have been in my entire life. Yeah. Obviously I'm more into performing now than I ever have been. Uh, and I think about like, you know, mom tried to get us into tap dancing when I was like, when we were children. Right. And me and Lauren at least. 
And I'm like, man, how dope would it have been if I had just like not been a little douchebag and like yeah. begged her to get me out of those, you know? Or yeah. like think about like how much, like if I, so how much I enjoy physical fitness now, like how much I would have probably actually enjoyed like playing soccer or something like that. Yeah. Like if I had actually like tried it, you know? Right. Like it's, it's, so th- those are the things I think about. Like, but obviously, yeah, I wouldn't want to like, redo my life for real because then I you know there's a lot of great things that have happened in my life that happened because of the path that I did take but man I feel like my brain didn't I feel like I didn't have any ambitions until I was in like 10th grade yeah I didn't like I did I like my brain I feel like I was just like I mean I I don't know I wrote and did I, I don't know I don't know if that's necessarily being super fair to myself but like I just feel like I'm man I feel like I could have gotten started so much sooner <laughs> right things. that's how I feel that's how I feel too honestly well so yeah. we, that we all say no we wouldn't do it no I mean like uh, if there's like certain things like I would have pushed myself to do a, like a couple more school activities you know like getting or maybe taking a more a couple more advanced classes or stuff or been more social in certain situations not that I was like anti-social but I feel like I kind of came up came into myself socially like in my mid-20s you know mm-hmm. I would say in late high school you were you were real you were you were a yeah. man town. yeah yeah because I didn't care I guess I didn't care anymore to like I like to you know about what people thought but um at the same time i wanted i just wanted to have fun like spent the whole time worrying about grades and like you know pressured like what people think of you and it's just like fuck i forgot to have fun when i was here i gotta have fun now right um all right so yeah we would all choose no we would not do that yeah no all right uh lauren you go next what's yours Mine's really simple, but it also is like, it's one that's asked a lot, but it's one that I'm always interested in asking people because a lot of people always have different um, takes on it. But would you, would you rather want to, this is, it's, it's would you rather, right? Am I doing it? Yeah, you can do would you rather. Or, yeah. Just any, thought any sort of thought. Yeah, okay. any thought. Mine is, would you rather have the ability to fly or be invisible? Because mm-hmm. so, those are both two amazing things and so many people have different views on it and i want to because me um, I, think I would rather be I, like when i was younger i would rather have been invisible but, oh but right but now as an adult i would rather fly interesting i ha- i feel the opposite okay i agree if you would have asked me any time before like now probably <laughs> i would have said fly uh but i don't know i think i would actually kind of prefer to be invisible uh, because to me, flying, there's a few things about flying is if you're going to fly, you're going to have the ability to fly. First of all, you can only fly like so far off the ground for it to even be safe for you. Cause for a couple of reasons, like one, like you, it gets super cold the higher up you go. Right. Uh, so you'd have to be, I don't know. You'd have to be, I mean, this is all putting that aside. Any risks of any. Okay. But there's one risk that you can't really put aside in that it's that, people are going to see you flying. So you have to be able to go invisible to fly, <laughs> you know, like, True. and if you, if you go, go hand hand, I guess. like you, like flying just seems so impractical. And I like driving too much. <laughs> like if I yeah, want to travel I somewhere. Is driving just, especially cause like 
I have to go down eight mile a lot of the time and eight mile can be just a little crazy. And I've just had a lot of issues driving and driving gives me a lot of anger sometimes and anxiety. So, and not like really anxiety. It's more of anxiety of people. Like when I see someone texting and they're by like, I've almost been ran off the road a few times, you know, like I just don't driving. I, I, I like driving when it's like the calmer part of the day, no one's really around you and you're, it's pretty safe. But like nowadays, I, a lot of people don't drive safely. I'm a big fan of Emily and I, our, our vacation type is road trip. Yeah. And that's what I love. I love road trips. Um, but if you're invisible, like I know the conceit around it is that you're like, oh, you're being sneaky and perverted or whatever. Right. But like think of everything you could do if you were invisible, if you could go invisible whenever you wanted. Like, okay, like what, yeah, you Michael? could sneak into a movie theater. Like, you could go <laughs> see a movie. You could go into, like, Area 51 and, and learn all the secrets uh, yep. that they are hiding there, you know? Well, they, you have could, thermal, they have thermal detectors and stuff like that. <laughs> like, they could... They, you could they go into Area 51. They know. They can't go to any okay, government maybe, place. They have other sensors and stuff that will detect you. Okay, fair enough. Well, what if I wear a cold pack all over my body? <laughs> yeah, just cover yourself in freezer packs. Yeah. Um, the, the then they would hear me by, by, the, cold by, the, by the chitter-chattering of my teeth. It's a, it's a ghost! Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I'd be like Olaf, played by Josh Gad. Uh, yeah. Um, but man, I, oh, I guess I can't really think of much else that you could do. I don't know. You could like sneak into like a, a mansion and just hang out there for a minute. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, in my answer, I would like. There's a lot of merits to both, and like a lot of uses you can get out of both. Um, right. Like invisible, you could do. I mean, you could probably you could rob a bank. US, you could bring down the U.S. Empire in like a month if you, you could go invisible and and uh, get in places that you weren't supposed to craftily. Uh, but uh, flying i don't know um someone who 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 drives a lot i you know i art i handle art and i move and deliver art um so i go to new york a lot i drive around the country a lot um to see some of the things that i've seen in the country just on the eastern seaboard alone um would be so cool to see from like an aerial or a bird's yeah. eye view um so i think i would do flying and i would just wear a coat Another, or, another, or, or, or you could go invisible and steal a helicopter and go. Fly. Yeah, but then I would need to know how to, then I would need to learn how to fly a helicopter. It's like, well, if I'm. Which you could do by sneaking into a helicopter flight. At I get that, class. but like, and that might be cool. And that sounds cool, but like, I already know, like, if I can fly, I already have that down. And but then like, you are flying, and the government's going to be like, look at this freak, freak, this fucking catch, freak flying you know above what? me. Just like Leonardo de Oscar Mayer, catch up me if you can, okay? Listen, You'll a lot of the reason why I want to be able to fly is because my cupboards are so goddamn high here at the house. All right, all right. So, final answer I would pick invisible, you both would pick fly. Yes. All right. Final answer. Ray, what's your what's give me give me one of yours? Oh, okay. Um, he didn't make a list. I mean, I I had a couple and then I forgot them because you know I'm terrible. He didn't write but, them down. All right. Um. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't write them down. Um. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Man, there's like there's 
definitely some good thought experiments out there that you could do. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we, if you thought about them. If you thought about them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the one, the one that I that I had was okay. You can have you can work on your dream project. You know, you have uh, you can do like. If you're a musician, you can work with your favorite musician. If you're uh, into film, you know you can work with your favorite film art, you know, film director or producer or whatever. Um, but uh, like you at like afterwards, um, or to get it, the price of that is your genitals have a mind of their own, and you can telepathically communicate, and you have to you constantly hear its thoughts. It's like a, a shared brain. You know what I'm saying? Or a shared shared essence i know no i don't want to do that <laughs> what i don't want to do that i don't know <laughs> i don't want to do that i don't think i want to either but i barely liked having a roommate i don't want to share anything with anyone anymore. <laughs> sorry i don't want to do that <laughs> well i mean who would right I mean, <laughs> yeah. unless you really, unless unless you unless your genitals had a uh, a piece of the puzzle known as life. What? You know, maybe no, I would want to do it. What? You said I get to work with any anyone I want. I can yeah. do whatever I want. I mean, and, and like once you like once you do that movie, you know, do that project, you can pretty much work with anyone, right? Because I don't know. I, I just feel like my genitals would would be like, hey, that would be yeah. what my genitals would sound. Or are you afraid that your genitals might be more advanced than you? We're talking about our genitals too much. All right, we're moving on. Oh. <laughs> All right, I've got I got one more. Um, okay. If you could put a total end to climate change today, it's over period like everything is good and fun and fancy free the, the the water levels should go back to a manageable level the ice caps are back uh, uh forests start stop burning down it's all good but all good. you personally have to kill 12 baby goats every day by hand for the rest of your life And like oh, violent, no. violently kill them. Oh my god! And they're delivered to your house, and you have like a room, like a murder room, that you you just gotta kill the baby goats. In. No, here's the deal with me is that there's no way I could do that. Period. And also, how would I know that like people just wouldn't make climate change happen again? Can, can I negotiate? Like, can I get a little bit more from this deal? Like, you can get fifteen goats. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I'll kill 15 yeah, goats, but it has, goats as you want. it has to be worth it. You know, like climate change is done. Yes, I would probably do 12 goats a day for the rest of my life if, for climate change to be gone. Yes. When you live forever. And I would have to live forever doing that. That would be yes. my curse. Yes. Oh, no. Yes, I would. I, you got to remember that when you live forever, the sun will eventually destroy the planet, so you will live inside of a burning sun. Yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of exciting because you don't know and then like eventually it'll like suck in on itself and potentially become a black hole and, and you still feel pain <laughs> it would be never that's the price pain. that's the price that's of everyone's happiness and everyone's safety and security and having a place a healthy place to live 
Uh, I think 150 billion years after me, Earth has dis- me been fuck up. disintegrated, you might be regretting your decision. I don't think I would. Dude, I don't know if I would. I don't know if immortality, because immortality, like, oh, you know, you, uh, it would just be like another stage of existence. You know, people are like, I feel like people are, uh, I guess it's another thought experiment. Would you rather be immortal or, you know, or like mortals always die like, tomorrow? Would you, <laughs> you know, would you rather be immortal or die tomorrow? Or would you rather, would you rather have, uh, like, super duper powers but like super, super duper powers super duper powers but have a dumb weakness you know like super duper powers <laughs> super duper powers I mean <laughs> Superman's cool but he's not as cool as super duper man <laughs> super duper man <laughs> <laughs> It looks like you were just leaning into Josh Gad's chest. He's like, come on, laugh. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, they're always Uh, snuggled. He snuggled. Aw. That's a a funny idea. Um, What about you, Lauren? I would definitely. I would definitely. Okay. (laughs) The immortal thing was a a hypothetical. Damn it. All right. uh, So you you wouldn't kill the 12 goats to stop climate change, Lauren? I don't know. So by not killing the 12 goats, you're condemning 8 billion people. No, no, no. That's not, uh, not, not even just people, but like all the goats are now are, <laughs> is just, you know? Like you're killing them one way or another. You're killing them either way, Lauren. You have a choice. You've got to kill the baby goats. I mean, there's... Listen, you can, listen, you, listen. You, the only thing that I'm worried about is that people are just going to make it come back. No, I guess that would be part of the deal, right? Is like if you're killing the goats, there's no way for it to come back. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. I would do it. But everyone knows I mean, you're I, killing the baby goats too. No. I would. You do. are known as the person who kills baby goats, but they don't know why you are. They don't know that it's stopping climate change. That's your that's your burden to like. You have to do it, but like, and people know about it, but you're saving the world. Uh, that's like an atlas type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You know you're holding up the whole world on your shoulders. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a heavy burden to bear, but it's worth it, man. All right, guys. Well, that I feel like I would get desensitized after, uh, probably after a year, maybe tops, because like I would be seeing the world changing around me and being a better place. Food is plentiful. People are, you know, like climate change is gone. Uh, yeah, I I think I would be like, okay, this is not a bad thing I'm doing. This is this is for the good. Yeah, Sorry, baby good. goats. You're very adorable. You also get to um, eat the baby goats. Yeah, I you can make they'd... a baby goat shop, so you can just be a butcher. Yeah, I got goat pots for sale. All right, guys. Well, we are rounding up to the end of our episode, but there's one last thing uh, segment that that we've been doing on this show uh, called "Let's Catch Up with the Celebrities in Quarantine." Yeah. Uh, the celebrities are off the hook during the quarantine and, uh, our good friend, Josh Gad is no different. Um, Oh Oh, no. So this is a bit of old news because this happened in March, but I haven't talked about it on the show and it's pretty freaking epic. I gotta say. God, God, it's the worst angle. Um, It's like like jaw first angle, mouth first angle. Oh, wait, no, no. Okay. 
All right. So Josh Gad, and on March 20th, he shared this a very emotional video um, called Josh Gad Cries in an emotional video regarding the coronavirus outbreak. And to set up the picture, he's like hurtled up in this little hoodie and he's like got a little hat on that says Samantha question mark on it. Uh, and he's got tears in his eyes. So let's share it with, uh, it, with everyone. Let's let's listen to Josh. Not Kevin. flattering angle, guys. No. You cried for a second. And I was going to do it by myself. And then I thought, you know what? It's important for everybody to understand that we're all going through so much uncertainty right now. We're going to get through it. And it's hard. And I'm I'm emotional because I hate seeing our kids deprived of their normal lifestyles and not being able to understand why all of this is happening so quickly. But I'm also emotional because of all of the incredible things that so many of you out there are doing on a daily basis. And I know it's a struggle right now for so many people. And I just wanted to say, I love you all, and I'm thinking of you all, and we'll get through this. Thanks, Josh Gad. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Thanks Josh everybody. Gad, because we really needed your security on it. I can't stress enough how easy it is to make those kind of tears. I could do it in three seconds. You don't need to be a great actor to cry. I just think it's sweet. I just think it's sweet. I... I get like I understand that's a very nice and positive message she's sending. That's not even the worst celebrity things that I've seen. No. That's like a bad example kinda of what they're doing. And I'm sure you've already covered some of the more wackier shit on other episodes that you've been doing this. Uh, but um I'm super bad uh, behind on MBVH. I'm like in wow. last I'm in last August still. So. <laughs> um but uh or in last autumn. Um like a lot of these celebrities didn't understand like dude we have it 10 times worse than you we don't need to see you crying we need mm-hmm. to like understand like we have a common you know uh we're both experiencing a common issue here uh but like dude you know you're not unemployed <laughs> right. like, i'm not either but like a lot of people i was well, you were. But, like i was for a little bit i laid off but a lot of people are unemployed not just laid off their jobs are gone you right. know like we don't need to see videos of josh gad crying we don't need that the, the, and the, we don't need to be told by josh gad that it's okay to cry we fucking know that we're not kids um i just think it's sweet i just think it's sweet. <laughs> well that's that is our uh what's going on with celebrities in the quarantine segment uh, is there anything uh, you guys were anything else? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Mm-mm. Wow. Um, Locked out. I want to get a guitar. So if anyone has a guitar they can just give me, I want to learn how to play Ventura Highway. By you want an electric Co- guitar or an acoustic guitar? I want both eventually, but I want. I think it's. I've heard, I don't know if this is a mess of something with guitar players, but they say you should learn how to play on an acoustic before you jump to an electric. 
I think um, so too. But I think I don't know. It's just uh, acoustics are more like pleasant to listen to when you're trying to learn. I think mm-hmm. you know, like when it's the electric, you can kind of not play with the amp and you eh, but like just to practice chords, you know. But like to know if you're playing the chords right, you, you're not gonna get. You have to have it plugged in. You know, you have to have it amped. So. I think with acoustic, you can do that, and uh, and I think I might like, it would be better. I also want to get a piano. I just want to start learning uh, this stuff just for fun. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll start recording stuff. Who knows? That is our show, you guys. Is there anything you guys would like to plug? Follow me on Instagram at Lauren Dupree. Um, follow, uh, follow Mr. Senator on Twitter. And retweet his tweets. Yeah, that's all I care. At Mike about. is back. Um, I have I have a Twitter, but I don't post any. I just I'm a I'm a sock sock puppet account for for Mr. Senator. Um, uh, the beautiful beautiful stuff. Um, I do you know to get serious at the end here for a minute. Um, I want to shout out the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, oh, yeah an organization that pays criminal bail and immigration bond for those who cannot afford to as uh, they end, seek to end discriminatory, coercive, and oppressive jailing. Um, it has gained a lot of uh, traction since the uh, murder of George Floyd a couple weeks ago. Go donate to that. There's also a fun, GoFundMe page for the family of, of George Floyd uh, to check out um and uh you know it's pretty easy to find just google google search it um it's it's put together by his brother i believe um and you know just you know say you know use your any power or privilege or money you might have um to continue to help people who are oppressed and who are experiencing these kind of issues fighting back fighting back against it you know they're the most important thing some of the people who are listening this podcast might not be you know people who are antifa or people who go out in the streets or whatever you know or some might be but the most important thing is to support the people who are out in the streets um with those bail funds like mike said and don't demonize the language of the unheard, which is riots and stuff. Don't, don't, yeah. don't turn your nose up at that because there's, there's real palpable, culpable, whatever you want to say, there's real tangible, concrete reasons why these people are pissed and are smashing targets um, and smashing precincts and burning down precincts is because the shit has gone on for 400 years. You know, yeah. like we've, it's been since the, the slave trade started, it's been a long history of oppression and brutality and genocide. And th- these people are, f- these kids, these generation Zers and stuff, the Zoomers and us, the, the millennials, we've, we're fucking done with it. And we're, there's not a surprise that they're being op- openly aggressive to police. Yeah. Um, we've dealt with it for a lot, like it's been bad for about 15 years now. And it's been getting coverage ever since Occupy, but you know it's important to uh, uh, support and, and and express solidarity, and and we gotta fund ourselves. We gotta we gotta support ourselves, like those bail funds and stuff. 
We got to do it. If we're going to change the world. We got to crack quite a few dozen eggs before we get to, before we make an omelet. So go to go go to giveMN.org/organization/Minnesota-Freedom-Fund. Uh, no, thank you, you guys. Oh yeah, go to Black Lives Matters and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll you know go to certain Twitters. There will you'll find legit places that you know like legit organizations that are doing stuff that you can donate and it'll go to bailing people out. There's stuff in Detroit that's happening with bailout. I don't have the information, but it's a similar like Detroit bailout fund or whatever. But anyways, but, yeah, support support these people. They're fighting for a good reason. They're not fighting to to like the governor of Minnesota said to break down society or whatever. I mean, I guess if you are going to break down society that's like this, it is worth breaking down. And then those people should be applauded because if they're, if white supremacy is going to continue to be a problem, why are we supporting a society that a civil society that supports that shit? Yeah. Um, also go follow mask off podcasts. Um, they're a, um, you know, group of four uh, planet at, performers um uh jacob russell malachi lee anthony coates and daniel jackson and they are you know great voices to listen to at this time and uh great perspectives and um they, they're awesome um so go check them out uh and enjoy the rest of your day baby bye. uh we'll be bye. back with more fun bye bye the Michael the Brave Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.